Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Episode 20, Season 7 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by Tien. Everyone knows. And Ewan's back again. Hello. Same time a week. Because none of them fucking pricks could manage it. They all were too busy, got kids and jobs, and one was at two were in Colombia. And it doesn't matter. We have to do this because Real Madrid, Tottenham. I mean, before the game started, I felt nothing. I thought it was like a free hit. Yeah. We didn't have to worry about it. Like, if we could lose this game, still get a point against Dortmund or Real Madrid at home, beat Applewell, and we're through. We got a draw out there. And. We fucking deserved it. Yeah. Tim, first, go on. What, what, what's your, your feelings at the game? What, what did you feel when you was going through it? Was you? Nervous? As I was going through it, it's like, 
Well, I, I don't know if any other people did this, but I was kind of breaking this match down in like increments of five minutes. Make it past this five minutes, yeah. make it past that five minutes, make it past, then survive this wave of attack, <laughs> then die, head that ball out and stuff like that. And then as we were doing it, I was just kind of feeling more and more proud that we got further and further throughout the game and they haven't really done anything so harmful to us yet. And then as we started to create opportunities and stuff, I'm thinking we could put a goal for us. <laughs> we, can, we can actually like we'll score a goal. If, yeah. Like they'll give it. They're giving us. They're giving us room to come on to them. And then yeah, <laughs> then we did. There was it was on the break, wasn't it? There was there, there, we suddenly opened up several times because mm. they were we were so good in defence. Very very st- apart from that cross where Ronaldo headed the ball against the post and Benzema should have scored. I mean it's a gimme really. Um, and when they didn't do that, I thought. Hello. This could be on, and a couple of times when we, like you say, when we broke, there was so much space. Mm. Ericsson didn't have his greatest game for Spurs, in my opinion. Yeah. If he was on form, I think we could have hurt, hurt him even more. How about you, Ian? I, th- I think Tian's like pride was the overwhelming sense. Like, just to see Spurs playing in the band about, like as equals, it felt yeah. like we weren't like plucky underdogs. You know, we weren't sort of hanging on. We were, we matched them. You know, and they've got some unbelievable players in that team. But you realise, so have we actually, we've got players that are ready for that stage. And it's just an incredible night. A lot, the, the last time we played there, um, in 2011, uh, I went to it. And I, um, I went into that expecting nothing at all. And I wasn't nervous watching it. And obviously after 10 minutes it got sent off and the game was done. But I, I wasn't nervous. But I was so, my heart was going, pumping through my chest. And I was literally sit, sitting there in, in this pub. Hope and anchor in, in Crouch End and, and, and looking, look, watching the game and thinking, I'm not sure I can get through 90 minutes of this. Mm. Exactly the same thing as you. I was looking at the clock, five minutes, right, five minutes done, ten minutes, right, well, that's one ninth of the game done, and we're still in this, it was fine. And they're, 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 I thought to myself, the longer we soak up this pressure, we're going to get chances to break, and, and that's exactly what happened. Um, and then there was obviously that little period where we had a couple of corners. The first corner was fantastic. It was crossed in by Ericsson to, and Kane headed it down either side of the keeper. That that's in. Um, but then then we scored. And I, honestly, I've got to say, the pub I was in, I, I put a tweet out last night. Did really well actually. I said uh, just pub I was in just went absolutely mental. Women uh, falling over chairs and children getting thrown at walls. The only the only obviously no children there was no children in the pub but yeah. all of the rest of that shit was true this 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 place exploded and it's a Spurs pub <laughs> it's a Spurs pub but just to share that outburst of emotion is the greatest thing in football it's when you're in the stadium and you, you, you see that goal against Arsenal in the last couple of games the Man, City, Man United game mm. last game of uh, White Hart Lane the explosion and shared joy is what is the greatest thing in football it's belonging to something greater than yourself bigger than yourself that you can share as as one but many um and in the pub, it felt like, even though there were some gooners and, and that in there, it's a Spurs pub, but there were a couple of others, it just went off. It was a fucking great feeling. Yeah. Uh, what Can you describe what you felt when... It's, it's just the unbridled joy, really. You, you just don't, like you say, you don't get that from many other things. And it, they're, they're different, those goals, against teams like that. It's not, you know, obviously every time Spurs score, it's a good thing. But that is something, that's one of those Gascoigne free kick against Arsenal. You know, it's right up there. It's something special, like an uh, intangible. And it was just a magnificent moment to see our, you know, and you could hear our fans out there. Yeah, it's just yeah. everything about it was sensational. Is there is there is there a worry, though, that you get to a situation where it requires, that the ante's being upped and to reach that level of jubilation... 
it's going to become more and more difficult because the opposition <laughs> that you're required to beat mm. is, is all, all that better. Like I, I felt incredible when when we when Kane scored that third goal against Dortmund. That was an amazing experience. Yeah. This goal against Real Madrid was another level. Yeah. Like what? Where do you go from here? I don't know. I think it's just the moments. It's probably just the. They'll take care of themselves depending on how the game goes because a game is never as simple as we wait for the goal when the goal comes. That's the eruption. We have the built-up nerves and anxiety and from from stuff that's happened before. So then, when the goals do get going, it's that like release of like tension and everything. Mm. So I think those moments will kind of always take care of themselves. But that, that see, we went up to the band about we match from Madrid just like that. You're thinking like. Is there anything in what, uh, you know, we're getting, getting a little bit of stick from uh, Chelsea and Arsenal fans on Twitter. I mean, stay off Twitter if you don't want to bother them pricks, but yeah. uh, them saying that you're celebrating it like you won, you drew you drew a game. Um, and when I when I hear that shit, like, I feel pity. Like, firstly, yeah. Arsenal can't say shit. I don't even know who the fuck they're playing. <laughs> who are they playing? I don't know. Where are they going? Serbia or some yeah, shit? Belgrade. Is it Belgrade? Yeah, they're going so. to Belgrade. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's fucking far and horrible. It's probably quite nice. I don't know. I've never been, but you I know. think they've been to us. Partizan, Partizan, Belgrade. It might, yeah. It's they came, maybe they came to us a few couple years ago. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's I. It, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me in any way when 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 they try and dig us out in that way. It's we, that was an, a glorious moment. The fact is, is uh, actually, is what we were celebrating. That point meant so much to our Champions League campaign. Yeah. What was a group of death? Yeah. You know, Dortmund. Real Madrid are obviously not Applewell. Although they're not the worst team, you know, they've got a draw against Dortmund. Exactly. Um, it was billed as a group of death. People like Arsenal fans, Chelsea, same Arsenal fans and Chelsea fans are digging us out mm. for drawing at Madrid were the same ones saying you lot are gonna get mullered. And I honestly didn't think that we would qualify out of that group, if I'm being absolutely honest. But we're nearly there. And that mm. point was so important. More more important almost than the, the Dortmund home win. I don't think it was just so important to our Champions League campaign, but I think it's just important to like Poch's whole tenure to, because we, he's always been building up this talk. And you hear the talk that they say before the games and stuff. If you want to be a big team, you got to compete against the big teams and stuff like that. And I think you kind of think, what else would you say? Because we're not going to say, oh, we're going to go out there and try to defend for our lives so we don't get mullered. But then when we actually do go out there, I mean, it's the personnel as well. You know, the likes of Harry Winks and. Tonga that left back and stuff like that and then for a point it must have been what Danny Rose and Harry Winks in midfield yeah. alright let's talk about the performance <laughs> because I couldn't tell you who was man of the match and I, w- I want to kind of go through some of the performances mm. for, for just just on, just on let's get this out now who, who was your man of the match last night mine was Vertonghen that is a fucking great shout but there's so many more yeah. oh, Tom- Sanchez for me was immense like so for the, his age Mm. he was brilliant and I just thought so intelligent the way he played just yeah but Vertonghen sensational out of position against that yeah no it's so hard to say Sanchez Sanchez's performance I I would pip over Vertonghen's because Vertonghen's so seasoned Mm. he's been there he's played against Alavero admittedly you know Sanchez is a new addition to the squad but Vertonghen's experienced enough to understand what he needs to do in all instances albeit out of position Sanchez, however, has shown small chinks in his armour where he could be a little bit rash, a little bit clumsy, no doubt very skilled and, and has an absolutely brilliant future. But at 21, you expect him to sometimes make these mistakes. This game, 
there was none of it. He bossed it. He absolutely bossed it. And I would pip him above Vertonghen. I would also give Toby a shout. I thought he was he was top draw. I was honestly like your mind starts to wonder, but I was thinking obviously Vertonghen was out of position last night. But you start to think like when we get Vertonghen, uh, Sanchez, Alderweireld together, you're, you're talking like Costa Curta, Baresi levels. Yeah. Like they are sensational. Those three, they are not three better. I can't, you know, who, who would you swap them for? I mean, I, 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 the proof will be in the pudding for Sanchez, but on the performances so far, though, that three at the back yeah. looks insanely good. Yeah. Insanely good. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, who I thought was absolutely top draw, apart from what was a terrible penalty. You can say that about practically all of his games. He always, like, and every, what everyone says, he's not a Spurs fan, is that he's, a, he's rash or he's a calamity or he's a liability and stuff like that, but... If the ball goes near, if the ball goes in the air, despite his size, he's winning the header. Yeah, like he, he's bringing the ball out of the fence, um, making tackles all over the pitch, flying forward and still recovering, and then, and then you just do something a little bit stupid. Yeah, I mean he's got it in him to be an absolute yeah. fucking nightmare. But it's it's, it's funny because what you said there, I, that's the conversations I've been having today about Aurier is that he's clumsy, he's rash. It's not about how fucking good he actually is. Mm. Like if he can cut that out of his game. Then he, he will be superb and maybe we'll be able to train it out. But um, there were. It's nothing mo- new than what we had with Walker for how many years until like until he only grew into his show, like what, probably a season or two ago. Yeah. It's the same thing with him. Yeah. Okay. He did those things as the ball's coming over his head, letting it go over him or trying to do bicycle kicks in his own half and that. But Bosch will hopefully get out of him. Now. I think as well, like the pressure on them yesterday, the adrenaline that must be in your body, you know, and you've got someone sort of. In, in the box you know the things that must be going through your mind and just everything in you it was massively rash but I can kind of forgive him you know like absolutely because young... in, in, in real time it looked like Cruz yeah. was had a free shot on goal yeah. from six yards yeah, out yeah. but when you look at the replays yeah. he probably it's did over hit it awful tackle but yeah <laughs> you know he had no chance but then it was almost like let me bring him down or he's going to score. But when you look at the replays, yeah. he, he overhit it and he yeah. probably would have got away with it. I think Sanchez would have recovered as well. Would have, would have recovered. But um, it's a part of his game. And, and and hopefully it can be reined in to some degree. But I'd rather concentrate on the positives of what he did yesterday. And he's playing cor- in, in, in the triangles. He played with, at times, Alderweireld. Um, Ericsson dropped back at times. But crucially, uh, Winks on that right-hand side. It, it, he's so... Neat, he's a great tidy. Footballer. He is a made, really made the goal. It was yeah. his ball in, wasn't yeah. it? Um, absolutely yeah. quality yeah. ball in. Yeah. When I first saw that, when I first saw it, I thought he's fucking back heeled it. At the burnabout, <laughs> yeah. he back heeled it in, and it was like going crazy. He looks at it, he's like, that's a bit of a shame, but still, it's fucking good. Was it not one of those? Uh, for me, it was a little bit. I want Kane to play well, but I don't want him to play too well, just to dampen down the like. Well, you, you know, there's been a lot of stories today about how, like, again, it's like, oh, well, Real Madrid have to put a bid in for Kane now. Mm. Or you know, he, he, there was that story about in the paper with um, Pochettino saying that him and and and, and, uh, and Kane had discussed Totti's one club career, and that they're both really enamoured with the Totti story and the way uh, the, the fans sort of cheered him off at the end of uh, you know his final game for, for Roma. And I love the fact that Kane, uh, Pochettino is planting that in his head, like, don't fucking leave, because I ain't going anywhere, you've got to stay with me, kind of thing. Mm. And every manager has that one kind of talisman, and Kane could be that for us. Um, 
but yeah, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop all of the people. But he can go everywhere with us. He can achieve anything with us. I think Pochettino is that good. Um, Harry Winks in midfield for a, a novice in the game. Like, what can you say? Like, yeah, he had the best at it. Like, he, you you can see the comparisons between Modric. Yeah, and especially Winks. as they were right so close to each other as well. I mean, you can see Modric has. Obviously, he's got that little bit more. He was a bit of a nuisance for us, like turning away from players, spreading it out wide and stuff. And Which is his game, yeah. A little bit. But then Winks on the other hand. I think, I think what he does, that Modric, what sets him aside from Modric a little bit is how Winks drives from midfield. Yeah. And he, he's got a bit of pace as well, mm. like for someone like slight and stuff like that as well. But when he drives the ball forward and everything, then you've got Suzuko on the right, bombing ahead, Aurea in support, Ericsson moving forward, Kane and Llorente pushing up as well. It... It's almost when Winks had the ball, I kind of felt like we could do something. It was weird. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't weird. That's exactly that was the exact feeling that I had when he had the ball. I was completely relaxed. Actually, no, it became. It wasn't just. It's not. I'm not worried. He's not going to lose the ball, and actually, he could well create something. Mm-hmm. What do you think of his football? I think the, the biggest compliment that I can pay. Like, I went into the game thinking this is a game where we must have Moussa Dembele, like because mm-hmm. I I love Dembele as a player. I think he's sensational. Yeah. And I'm worried about him longer term because these injuries are recurring. And you do, but then actually, Winks came in and was unbelievable. Like this the is mid- a child, yeah, essentially. No, no. In the Bernabeu, I was kind of thinking, how would I feel? But that's you know, he's obviously just that confident in his own ability and obviously well managed that he just you know went in and put a masterclass on. And Modric, I thought, was brilliant last night for them. Like superb performance. He was but, good. Like Tian said, Winks was. I think that I, I think it's not even it's almost unfair to compare Wings to Modric because Modric is almost made that role his own. Like I hadn't mm. seen a player play in midfield the way Modric did for Spurs and has done and exceeded his experiences at Spurs with Real Madrid. I hadn't seen that before. Wings has kind of got that part to his game, and I'm not in any way suggesting that Wings is better than Modric. He may well never be. But there's more to his game than just that finding space. He does that well, but that driving forward and his pass selection. Burst. While he doesn't... I, I think... So what I saw last night is that the way Modric passes is really impressive. You know, he, the way he strokes the ball, the outside of the boot. He, had, he played this one outside of the boot pass out to, I think it was Isco on the yeah, left. Um, and while Winks doesn't strike the ball like that, it doesn't mean he's less effective in getting the ball out wide. Mm. I think outside of Harry Kane, Winks is our most exciting prospect to come through since since Pochettino's taken over for sure. Mm. I mean that includes you know some of the other other players that have come. Well, all of them obviously. Wouldn't have said it otherwise. Uh, the well, when the lineup was released, Lionte, <laughs> Kane. I mean, it didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> At all. Was you we worried were, at that point? Yeah, I was. I thought we were in for a drubbing. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, just leave Llorente out, drop Son in this. You've got, you know, our normal Son, Ericsson, Suzoko kind of thing. You've got our three behind who also defend as well as going um, as well as well go forward. But I'm thinking, how much defensive work is Kane or Llorente going to get through work being in the same team? But it turned out to play to our game perfectly because Llorente was winning the knockdowns to Ericsson or to Kane and then we were looking to go forward. So it <laughs> It was amazing. He looked class last yeah. night. We, I, I didn't know what really what we bought. Bought. I knew that historically for Betty, is it with Betty's? He was. Yeah, uh, no, Bill Bell. Bill Bell. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 then and then Juve. Um, I knew that there was a quality player in there for sure. 
Uh, and I knew what he'd done with Swansea last year, but I just knew him for his stats. I knew he scored 15 goals in 30-odd mm. games. Um, but I saw last night, uh, he's still such a cultured mm. player. And because he isn't quick, his game was never about that. We've probably got a player there for the next couple of years that could do a job. Um, doesn't seem to mind being playing back up to Kane. The fact that the biggest game of the season by none, and he starts both of them. And I'm thinking, what, is he playing at 4-4-2? Is he going to play a diamond? And he actually didn't. I think he played a 4-2-3-1. Mm. And Kane and Lorente, it looked like they'd played together for years. They just kept yeah. swapping. It was, I can't, I can't stress how fucking satisfied I was afterwards. I was just, I was proud. Obviously, I was proud to be Spurs, and I was, I was proud that we could finally, like the last Champions League campaign was fantastic, but it all felt like a, it was blood. It was all or nothing. It was like we either we get panned, and go home, or we 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 do the drubbing. In this instance, it felt like methodical. It's like, we know what to do. We know how to frustrate you. We know how to do everything we need to do to get the point that we need and maybe the win. And we had a couple of opportunities we'll come to in a second. But it all felt deliberate. Like you said, after the after like 15, 20 minutes, what, though I was absolutely shitting, it, shitting myself the entire <laughs> yeah. game, I did become much more relaxed and got into it and think, actually, this, isn't, this is Real Madrid, yeah. but these are just 11 men and we're 11 men. And we've got Pochettino and you've got you know, Zidane, but, you know, how long has he managed for? Yeah. Maybe he is fallible. I think sometimes in, like, previous incarnations of Spurs teams in the Champions League, the kind of fears we have of fans, you kind of saw that in some of the players, whereas these lot, they just look like they, they feel they belong on that level, and now, you know, they, they are top, top players who clearly are comfortable, and it didn't phase them. And that maybe, you know, Lorente was a master track. I was like, what has he done there? But no, clearly he's played it, you know, in that stadium. He's got the experience, and it just that little ball that he did put through for Kane, you know, the quality of that pass just on, on the first time, wasn't it? Yeah, and the layoff to Ericsson, those yeah. two, those yeah, two yeah. chances. Yeah. Um, when that ball was played into Kane, honestly, I thought this is it. He does not miss. He will never miss this, and he wouldn't have missed it if it weren't for fucking an incredible save. We'll come up to another incredible save yeah. in in a bit. But what was your feeling at that stage? When, 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 when the ball was put when through. the ball was played forward, I almost went forward with the ball. <laughs> like I completely left my seat because I'm at home now. I've left the seat and I'm right by the thing. And I'm, I'm right by the TV. I'm waiting for the ball to just go in. I'm waiting to... And even as it went past Navas, I still thought that it was going in. Yeah. And then I saw it go wide and I, I literally just collapsed. And I've got a cut all the way down my finger <laughs> now because it, my finger went into the floorboards. But like, literally, like... <laughs> like I. Yeah, I looked at. I even had time. I felt like it time stood still because I looked at the clock to see that if he scores this, is this going to be the winner? Because it felt kind of late on in the game. Yeah, and then I just ah, I still can't kind of believe that it went um, that it didn't go in. Now, it it was a shame. It was a it was crying such a shame. Massive shame. It's one of the things like obviously, if anyone offered you a point before the game, you bite their hand off for it. Like you maybe even part of me would even take like a. Dignified loss, like a narrow loss. Oh yeah, yeah. Just because you can, no, be, we're all there. You can be proud that you went there and you made a performance and you had chances and blah blah blah. But like, it's the fact that we had a point almost secured, and then we could have actually done it to them. Like we, <laughs> we, I, we could have actually beaten them out there. Like, is that we had enough chances? They had chances as well, of course. But like, it was an even game. Yeah, I, I mean, a, a draw was a fair result. But in, yeah. sometimes in even games, one team gets the bit. Uh, gets the luck. Yeah. And then obviously uh, that, after, after that you had that Lorenzo layoff to Ericsson who went through and it was a difficult chance. It wasn't his night Ericsson it just didn't quite happen for him like no. you know and I think 
I think he's been sensational this season and last season as well. You know, he's been arguably our, our best player. You know, mm-hmm. but it just it didn't quite happen for him. Um, it just makes me think that if it, if it did happen, if he was as mercurial as he has been this season, that we could have we could have dished up a walloping. <laughs> we, well, I think we could. Wait, that's what you were calling the other night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody was on it, <laughs> apart from him. And, and, and he's so dangerous. Yeah. He's so dangerous. But even still, you know that he, they, they were backing off of his quality. They, they didn't... He, you see that they, he, he could damage. I just fuck. I can't pick it. I can't pick a man in the match. I genuinely can't. And I want to finish on, on the individual player performances on uh, Musa Sissoko. Because when he started, I was like, I mean, all right, he's done well. He's done all right this season. He's been about, you know, acceptable. And I was like, I mean, come on, we're playing Real Madrid. Like, their front line is Benzema, fucking Ronaldo, Isco, Isco who's, who's superb. Like, if we can, if there's any way we can pull off that transfer. <laughs> like, and, and who knows? Like, he talks about the frustration, you know, the Real Madrid players, uh, Real Madrid fans getting on his back. And, like, he goes, in, if you put five passes awry in a row, then the Real Madrid fans turn on you like maybe he wants to come with somewhere where he'll be loved and we would fucking love him because Spurs fans never get on anyone's back no but I, I think that, I, no you're right they, they, they do they do but I think if you certainly the way support uh, yeah. uh, Spurs is they, they're, they're the best barometer of how, how Spurs fans are feeling and they've been singing his name since Everton uh, the Sissoko and obviously there was the kind of sort of ironic is you know wake me up before you go to your new bell when you've got Sissoko and then yeah. it's kind of while it's funny and I love it you're kind of digging out one of your own players because yeah. anyone would want bow. but as it turned out Sissoko I thought was again just you know but I, I wouldn't say he was incredible but he was we expect so little from him and I think that needs to start changing I think he's one of our players Pochettino he's, he's featured in pretty much every game we've had he started five or six games he starts in the Bernabeu doesn't disgrace us. Actually, offers a great outlet. There was one brilliant run he made over, and he should have been put through. And you know, what, what what's your feelings of Sissoko and what um, he did? Like? Well, if I'm completely honest, like putting the, uh, last night to the side, I thought that all of this kind of renewed optimism and hope about Sissoko was just wrong. I didn't agree with any of it. Mm. I was thinking people were saying, "No, he's actually done pretty well. Like he, he's he's actually looking like he's you know he's got a few." A run of games together and he's actually showing some form I didn't really see it I still felt that like he was still making the same mistakes as possible you know putting the ball out of play looking just like lumpy and slow and everything but yesterday we saw exactly kind of what exactly what we wanted out of him as a player one and two out of him what he can do with the team as in him and him and Ori linking up on the right hand yeah. side with the strength and the pace between the two of them kind of just ganging up on Marcelo at times looking like we could actually break in behind their defence. And that's what, obviously, Poch said when we wanted to get him. We want someone who's kind of penetrating that final third with pace and power and stuff. And that's like, we actually saw it at times. His passes, if he passed back to Ori, it made it to Ori. And if he wanted to put Ori in behind, it went to him, like, almost every time. So, like, it, he was almost growing with confidence in the performance, and I was kind of growing in trust with him. Because mm-hmm. normally when he gets the ball, I'm, like, I'm thinking he's, he's going to pass it to the... And we'll lose the ball. And what about that flick over the back of his head, though? Nah, like, and he flicked it in. I don't know if it was a fluke. I mean, it could well have been, but I, I, I'm we'll give it to him last night. Absolutely, yeah, he was amazing. He the, was amazing. The back, sort of back your flick over directly into his own path. We broke away, and I think we scored uh, shortly after that. I think it might have been a, the second attack after that. Mm. Um, 
Hugo's save. There was so much to this game. I couldn't believe that he'd kept that out. I, I thought I'd witnessed the best save I've ever seen in my life. Gordon Banks. Esque. Yeah. yeah. I mean, might not be as good as that one because that one, have you ever seen that save, Tian? You might have been, you might not have seen it. Like, Gordon Banks' save against Pele. It was a header, wasn't it? Yeah. Headed down to the bottom corner and uh, Brazil were playing England. Gordon Banks being uh, probably our greatest ever goalkeeper. And he got down and he tipped it over the bar, I think. And it looks like destined to go in. It was the most incredible. So, oh, it's on YouTube. Check it out. Mm. Um, and it was that feeling. It's like, what have I ju- just witnessed? When you look it back, I, I don't. I don't want to pull on, on the parade, but the um, he kind of just had his body. But he had to. Had yeah. to and Benzema should have definitely buried it. But fuck it. I thought this is a goal. <laughs> fuck shit. Like that yeah. bollocks. It would, would have been at that stage two one down. You know, one of my mates was saying to me earlier today. Um, they're not. They're not giving the save enough credit. They're saying like, oh, you know, Benzema definitely should have buried it. He definitely should have put it in the corner. Mm. But like, if you're a foot, if you're a coach and you're talking to your striker, when you're that close to the goal and the ball comes near you, he's not going to tell you really put it in the corner. It's just one of the ones you know. If you get contact on it, it's a goal. Yeah. Even if it goes off Lloris and into the goal, when you're that close to the goal, the keeper's going the other direction. You know, get contact on it. It's in the back it's of in, the net, yeah. some way or another. And the fact that it hasn't gone in, you have to. Give Lloris so much credit because it's it's not it's not more disappointing that he didn't score than impressive that Lloris saved it. So you got to give it credit to him. Absolutely, well, Lloris is a beautiful human being. Oh yeah, yeah. he's just he's, what a guy. It, I, mean. I mean, he's yeah, he, he is beautiful, and uh, yeah, I know he's got some stick recently. That's why I'm happy it happened yeah. to him yesterday as well in such a massive game. But everyone's been talking about his kicking and everything. Did you notice that his distribution was better when he wasn't forced to play it short mm. constantly? I um, think it was just more relaxed and more conservative. Like I feel like normally we're almost inviting the team onto us and stuff. You know, like we've already got one attacker on us, and Toby passes it to Sanchez, and then that San- that attacker's right onto Sanchez as well, and then he gives it to Luis so close to him, and it's just like whacked anywhere. Well, Nathan Clark, who was on the Extra Inch, which is kind of a sister podcast of Fighting Cock, which is much more serious and um, you know talks about tactics and yeah. theory in football and if you're into that sort of stuff go and listen to it it's a really good podcast um, he he did an article about um, how actually passing like turning over possession by kicking long all the time is actually invites much more uh, pressure and dangerous situations in attack and actually playing it short results in fewer of those situations yeah. so while it looks much more tense from fans the fact is, is that a lot of watching football, and maybe it shouldn't be, it is about emotion. And when you're watching it, and when I see a pass pulled out, and I'm thinking, this player's attacking him, please don't pass, just pump it long. Mm. I think the fact that Pochettino knew that having Ronaldo, Benzema, Modric, Cruz, Isco, uh, Casemiro as well, it, it, it's you can't fuck about with those kind of players. You can't risk losing it in that position. Yeah. Uh, and it was great to have Lorente and Kane up there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There was even a point in, later on in the game where I think Sanchez passed it back to Lloris and I don't remember who, I think it may have been Vasquez or someone, who they weren't that close to him so I thought he was going to go and play it short and then try and build up from the back but he absolutely whacked it. I think it went beyond the halfway line and we actually won the header as well so I'm thinking like, okay, relax, I can catch a breath for a few seconds, the ball's way up in the air, like we're not going to score right now. And then we kept the ball as well, I'm thinking, fuck, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it actually worked. There was lots of that, weren't there? There was moments yeah. where you think, because oh, like, they had a lot of possession, and it was stressful, but there were moments where you thought, like, 
we, we've actually managed to turn this around and we're on the attack now. You know, it's, it, it was, was fantastic. Uh, Rose returned, has his first game since January. Um, how did you feel seeing him come back? How did you feel about his comments actually? Because before, that's, that's yeah. we need to set that up first. Yeah. Massively disappointed by his comments, the timing of them um, and the publication that he chose to make them in. Uh, being the son mm. and uh, it was just destabilising and given that really I do feel like Pochettino has sort of made him into a into an England international and you know sort of put him at that level yeah, yeah really disappointed but equally I think we need him he's a you know he's a talented footballer he brings a lot to that team so you've got to get him back in and integrate him you know Davis is going to miss games so we need we need Rose so getting him back in and getting him in, in that game last night I think Probably the perfect scenario for him to come back in. Actually. Was you expecting him to come back in as a, a as a defensive <laughs> Certainly midfielder? Certainly wasn't. Certainly wasn't. No, no. I definitely thought it's going to be you know step. I, was Dyer was Dyer stepping back at a, pro, a point in centre back? He kept dropping. He, he kept. I, I saw him drop in. He too. dropped in. So I thought he's going to bring Dyer up, put him next to Winks, slot Vertonghen back in next to um, Sanchez and out of Iroad and then put Rose at left back and then I just kept on seeing Rose so close in the middle yeah he was what was he doing he, he wasn't the left side at all but isn't that kind of a, a kind of I, I, I'm a massive Pochettino fanboy do you know what I mean I would if the chance would have it I'd probably let him make love to me if he wanted to I mean I wouldn't be into it but if he wanted it I'd let him have that enjoyment because I owe him so much he brought so much joy to my life and to give him something back would be a nice thing yeah um so I, I think we'll give him a little bit this. We, I think maybe he he understood that Rose was, isn't wasn't ever going to be able to play on that left hand side and run the run the line. He was never going to be fit enough. But what we what he did know is that he could slot in that CDM position very tidily, break things up. Didn't have to work too hard because when you saw when he was on the list to go, I knew Davies I knew Davies wasn't going to be uh, going to be fit. But previously, when we haven't had a, a left wing back fit, he'll play Son there, or Vertonghen will he'll play a back, back, uh, black, back four. But this time, it's like Rose. What's he going to do? Like he literally, he's fat as fuck. He's, like, he's not going to be able to. His fitness levels are going to be so low. And he thought, actually, no, you could, you could stick him in CDM. Yeah. And then, as soon as he went in there, I was like, well, if, if, if he's fine with it, Poch is fine with it. I'm fine with that, it. That's yeah. exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Because have you ever been in a situation where you know better? Always, I've always thought I knew better than all the managers, pretty much. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you picking this guy? But Pochettino just pull things out of the bag. Very special manager. How did you feel when he said ten to fifteen years he wants to stay at Spurs? Amazing, amazing, <laughs> amazing. I mean, well, actually, Tian, I'd like to get your take on this. What do you think about him? Uh, about people that say you know he hasn't won anything yet. Where, how's that whole thing? Like, you? I don't, I don't really take notice of it. Like, I'm. Obviously, we want a trophy to be the next step, but there's no way Poch's era is going to come to an end, and it's not something that we look back on. You know, it's, we're always going to remember the team who, when when every practically every team in the league came to White Hart Lane, they got beat, like, and and we were putting them away convincingly. You know, there's people who were out to go and get their pie for half time about 25 minutes in because we gone and turned them over so quickly. Yeah, like. There's never been a team in my life who's done things so convincingly or even when we've had poor performances. Like, I can't forget City away last season when 
we had so much pressure and it was such a bad performance for us and obviously Lloris chucked in them a couple goals but the, the fact that we actually got back into it we actually did it yeah uh, things like that you can't forget a team that did something like that because the relief and the feeling that shot me out of my seat and sent me towards the TV thinking that we're actually going to do this shit like even that two two nil down getting one goal like there's no team of Tot- there's no there's never been a starting 11 or squad of Tottenham that's ever made me feel so good about Tottenham so maybe I don't know if there's people who have lived since 61 and still support Spurs right now Maybe you have a bit of course for argument, but apart from that, well, my old man has. He was his first game was in uh, 1961. Yeah, um, and he as he said, I've never, I've never uh, enjoyed watching Spurs more than he does right now, and he's 60. Fuck knows. So uh, you know, what, what, what do you think? What, where are you at with that? Uh, one of the things I like most about him is just just the class of the guy as well. Like you know, sort of you've got someone like Mourinho. Klopp sort of a, a character but everything Mourinho does is just a class about it you know he's just not ruffled he doesn't say the wrong things he's not inflammatory it's just class Mourinho uh, sorry, Pochettino, Pochettino, right, right, sorry yeah. like Mourinho, the way Mourinho behaves in contrast to that is kind of what I'm Klopp as well he's, he's, yeah. he's kind of he's eccentric and over he's over emotional and, and, and expressive exactly and all the up. like Mourinho mind game stuff and Pochettino just doesn't go in for any of it it's just pure Class, you know. Well, it's the same when when Poch, uh, when uh, Guardiola, and uh, he, he, Guardiola's qualified his comments to some degree, but he's still a dick. Yeah. You know, he's a proper fucking belt. Um, not just because of the Spurs stuff. Like, he, I find he, you know, I'm not saying this because we're now a rival of Man City and we have been, we beat them more often than they beat us. <laughs> um, and their fans fucking hate us. So, I, mean, I don't know, they, uh, there's something about us that wind him up. Um, but he, uh, he's... Um, Pochettino behaves in a way that I think most fans want their managers. Exactly. If you talk to other fans, you never hear a bad thing about Pochettino. And I actually think that we're we're building a building. This is this is a foundation that we're laying right now. Like, that, like don't crave after success and don't judge him by the fact that we haven't won a league or the Champions League or, or FA Cup yet. Because winning the FA Cup doesn't guarantee our future. Building a foundation from which we can build on from here. That 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 does guarantee our future. Certainly, in the next five or six, as much as you can in football, is is winning the FA Cup would be absolutely lovely, but it isn't going to be a determining factor on whether or not we're going to have a successful future. It's the feeling that we have as well. I mean, if Poch had come and we won the League Cup that season when we got to the final against Chelsea, but then we're kind of lingering in the seventh and sixth and eighth position that we were early on in the league when he actually did come in his first season mm. like yeah I, I don't know would you still be hanging on and revelling in the joy of an FA Cup win from 2014-15 or, or, or would you kind of just love the kind of comfort and prosperous future that we have with the team that we have now and what he's actually built because mm. we can't forget like it's not like Poch picked us up in a rut and took us straight there there were times where we were playing Crystal Palace at home for example and you know it's, it's 80 85 minutes 70 minutes game 75 80 85 and the whole team's singing one Aaron Lennon there's only one Aaron Lennon we need pace we need something we yeah. need it like sort it out stop fucking around like, yeah. we're in seventh in the table it doesn't matter if he's not in your plans get him on the pitch like there were things that pissed us off about Poch early on there were people calling for his head but 
it's because we went through that and now he's got us to where we are where we kind of have this sense of security and like you said if he brings Rose on and puts him in midfield you trust what he does and like who have we trust so much before like who when have we ever had this much trust and kind of confidence in Spurs to do the business all the time you can't just forget something like that because there's not a trophy to it yet that's what I say and the key, I think the key thing is that the players clearly are totally in belief in mm. what he's doing you know they'll do anything for him they'll you know whatever he does and that, that just gives us such an advantage I was talking to Jake in, in the pub who's been on the podcast previously and he was saying like you know if we don't win anything that you know these players might leave and my, re- my reaction to it is well fuck them if they want to go yeah. th- as long as Pops don't go then we'll be fine he'll find a way like Lloris could leave Kane fucking hope he never does but if he did we'd find a way you know he's he's the fucking key I really really do and, and I think um, I think I, I've said it before but if you're if you're not enjoying Tottenham at the moment you will never enjoy Tottenham yeah and and you're your reason for following football is probably not the same as mine certainly I don't know what you get from it madness you've just got to enjoy Spurs like so much more the people around me aren't enjoying us enough like even (laughs) even when we're in the crowd but no one around me is enjoying it enough like if Kane scores a goal seeing he's one of our own like when he was on when he was playing in the Europa League or when he's come off Mm. The, the pitch and he's sitting on the thing and everyone's singing Harry give us a wave on the touchline do that keep on doing it like just live in it yeah don't, don't become complacent exactly he scores so many goals like because I guarantee you yeah. it's gonna it, it, it won't always be like it this won't. it won't there, I've seen enough in, in 81 I was born and started going from 6 or 7 onwards and, 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 and have been more or less ever since and I've seen so many fluctuations this is the most sustained mm. we've been it won't always be like this. We will be shit again. That's it. Arsenal will be shit again. They all be. So fucking enjoy it. Don't waste your time being obsessed by will we win trophies and sounding like fucking gooners. Mm. Don't worry about all that future stuff. Sometimes even just look in the past. Live in the fucking world. I've watched every Harry Kane goal against West Ham since like in the last three seasons and stuff. And do you know how just fucking excited I'm <laughs> just looking at it, him dashing off to the corner because he scored, he scored like three last minute goals against West Ham and it just ruins it ruins their day and it makes us so much and just always just appreciate Harry Kane so much seeing his name even if he does something nice and twists it out and spreads it across the pitch that's something that we didn't have in Adebayo or Soldado do you know what I mean just enjoy yeah. everything because it's not going to be there forever and when you enjoy everything in the moment you have so much more fun instead of thinking you know he's got to score two more goals or he's got to score more goals or we're not going to beat the big teams or we're not going to win away from home we're not going to win the league just don't even just don't worry about that too much you know I saw last night was one of those you know this morning I couldn't get out of my seat on the tube to offer it to someone quickly enough I couldn't hold enough doors open for people (laughs) you know you're offering to carry everyone so I can jump the stairs out but it's just that it's so special at the moment. I, I can't I can't say that I weren't hungover this morning. I was, <laughs> but I sprung out of bed at eight AM and I walked in I walked into work and I'm not like a gloating type, I really ain't. But there's a couple of gooners in my office and they were straight away, Oh you got your D V D yeah, you got your D V D and I was like, I don't even know who the fuck you're playing. I don't know I don't know what you're doing. Like there, there used to be a time when you was in the burner babble, where the fuck are you now? You're nowhere, you dirty little slags. Um 
I don't know if I ever just sat down on my desk and got on with my day, but yeah. you know, it was it was a great, great, great feeling. All right, we've got some um, actually. First thing before we go to the questions, we've got loads and loads of questions in. We'll maybe do uh, we'll do a few because we've been running for forty minutes already. What um, we're, we're through now, right? I mean, I know not technically through. <laughs> yeah. Is there still that part oh, no, of you no, as yeah. a Tottenham yeah. fan that yeah. will think yeah. we can still fuck this up? We could still fuck it up because if Real Madrid come to Wembley and who knows the team that's going to be playing now because you've still not had. I say we still not even had our strongest team since probably December or January what, what of this is your, what, calendar year. What, what's your strongest team, Ted? Our strongest team is Lloris, uh, well, it's not Walker anymore, Aurier, Rose, Alderweireld, Tongan. Sanchez doesn't make it in mind. Um, Wanyama. What, a four back? A back at the four? Yeah, yeah, back four. Sanchez is not in. He's not in. Oh, um, all right. <laughs> Alder- <laughs> Go on, I'm surprised. Alderweireld, Tongan, Wanyama, Dembele, Ericsson, Alisson, Kane. Four at the back, yeah. If it's three at the back, then... You'll put Sanchez in there, and then either Dyer or Wanyama. Wanyama's not really played this season, but one of them two next to Dembele, Eriksson, Ali Kane at, at, at the top as the three. But I prefer the four at the back because you just got more goals in it. What, what what's your best team? I think probably now I I always liked sort of the, the flat back four, but I think I've sort of got used to the, the three mm. centre backs now. So and yeah, Sanchez has just sort of exceeded my expectations. You as a centre back yourself. Uh, uh, in Sunday league level, <laughs> similar, you, similar standards. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you got a, a massive appreciation for Sanchez. Yeah, no, I, I just thought he was incredible last night. But yeah, and I, do you know I, I, we did say about Vertonghen? I think Vertonghen's so underrated. Like mm. I think his last season uh, and and now into this, he is a sensational footballer. He's such a good defender, but he's a brilliant footballer as well. And I think he he doesn't sort of get yeah. the recognition that he deserves. So yeah, I'd put them three together. Um, Son, I think, is a really interesting one because the goals he scored last year, just, you know, phenomenal numbers. Mm. But then, you know, what? how do we get him in? This is an interesting we, we one. Don't, we don't have to worry about him replicating last season's form. We yeah. just have to know that we he's a part of our squad depth yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. It's just part of the... It's the balance, really, because at the, at, at, the turn of year, at the turn of the year, when we were playing the three at the back, we had Rose Walker just terrorising teams Ericsson Ali Kane doing whatever they liked at the top of the field and you're thinking when does Son fit into this mm. kind of thing but you've got to remember Son's form from the second half of the season as well like you know he, he did actually bag about 20 goals mm. and then you've got Ericsson with 20 assists mm. and Ali with 20 goals and Kane with 25 plus goals blah 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 so them four do score so many goals but we've got them all you know what I mean we haven't lost any of them yeah. so we can play the three, back three we can play the back four uh, Paul Stevens, he asks, do you think Casemiro and Modric deserve more credit for holding their own against Harry Winks? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Great shout. Uh, Harry Winks wasn't in your in your starting lineup, either of you? No, 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 not my best. Not, not, not yet. Not strongest. Not yet. Not Dembele yet. ahead. But maybe after, because Dembele, look, look what's happening to him at the moment with this foot injury. What is it? What's wrong with him, Jay? I think it's the same foot injury yeah. that he's been nursing forever. And where the come. fuck is Wamiyama? When's he coming back? <laughs> no, what, you don't use the internet. I've not figured anything out yet. <laughs> they th- they when is he back? A, they said he's a few weeks off. A few like weeks off? The whole season. Is that all you got? Yeah. A few weeks? I know oh, less than that. I think maybe a couple of weeks from now. Maybe three weeks. But Dyer's done well enough. Yeah. Uh, once one of our, uh, This is a question from Chris Thatcher's. Once one of our players become world class, why is there always a media obsession with them leaving? Because we're still Tottenham and not, you know, we don't have the same connotations that Liverpool have as being or Man United as the two biggest clubs in England, kind of thing. They um, suffer the same the same problems. Although you're right, do you reckon though? Because I mean, everybody, everybody, if you want to point towards Man United and say, 
oh, you don't have that security in your players. Look how long they've said De Gea is going to leave and that he's not left. Fair enough, there was the paperwork scandal and whatever, but there now is that kind of sense of security they have in their name itself. But people still look at us, even though we've done so well over the last couple of seasons, just the people around me, they still look at us as Tottenham 7th place, 6th place Tottenham. And yeah. we all lose our players as soon as the, one that, of them comes sweeping in. That, that's true, but Liverpool... Liverpool, you know, they lost Sanchez. He was a proper world class player. They lost him. Suarez. Uh, sorry, so Suarez. Yeah, uh, they lost uh, Coutinho. Yeah. Uh, sorry, they will lose Coutinho. Uh, Man United, you're right. It's a different level uh, there. The only player that I could, the only player that they lost, that they didn't want it was Ronaldo, and that was fucking years ago. Yeah, I can't remember another time where they lost a player they didn't really weren't happy to leave. What about you? What, what do you think is the media obsession? Uh, unfortunately, I do think part of it comes down to the fact that we have always. You know, in recent years, sold our best sort of Berbatov, Modric, Modric Carrick, Gale, you know, Barry. yeah. So there is a bit of form there, but I think we've developed, we've moved on as a club. Yeah. We, you know, if you get in the Champions League every season, the old line about I, I, I have to play Champions League football, I'm not sure that that applies anymore. I think it is all about money. Really. Yeah, yeah. If you, you know, that's what they want, and that's that is the thing for us. That's going to be the can we pay the going rate because however brilliant Pochettino is and what he's built here if someone like Carl Walker's being offered I don't know how much more you know significantly more you they're going to take it aren't they so yeah they are they are going to but we're, we're in, in, in a moment I, I, okay so there's two, there's two things one is that we're performing well above what we should be performing given the amount of money yeah. we're spending on players yeah. uh, in, in terms of transfer fees and wages um, and that's because of Pochettino so, because we're in that situation, it's going to always be an easy news story to, 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 to kind of tout our best players around around Europe. Secondly, we're never we're not always going to be in a position where we're paying one to two million pounds in rent to Wembley every game we play. So we're not making any ticket revenue. We've built this stadium, so all of the cost to, to building that stadium will be done more or less once we've moved in, and then you start getting revenue. Then that's uh, from from tickets. Then you have uh, what we're currently dealing with now is a kind of we're having to function as a football club, pay more wages, um, compete in the league while having no match day revenue and having to build a stadium at the same time. Mm. So there will be a time where we can pay these wages mm-hmm. if we want to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Pochettino think, well, look, if you don't buy into this, I'm not, it's, it's, it's can't all be about money for you. Yeah. I think that's going to have to last us the next few years, the next three years at least. Yeah. Because it's not, that when we move into this stadium, boom, everyone 150, 200, 250 grand. It's not going to really work like that. So hopefully, Poch's kind of belief in everything being so tight knit and everybody being on the way just thinking like, you know, it's a good place to get your football and blah, blah, blah. Hopefully that all works. But I, I do have my fears about it, if I'm honest. Like, I do fear that if we don't win a trophy this season, there's going to be another couple at the door and there's going to be another. Kind who? Of, but so what? Yeah, but you say so what? But a, a year ago, if you said Dembele would be fucked, but Winks has come in. You know, there's there's uh, Oakley Booth who he rates. If he rates him, he's good enough. Mm. There, there's, I'm not saying that we're going to be able to compete for major titles in the next three years without spending money or paying wages. We're not. We 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 have to do that in order to win because that's apart from Leicester's achievements, you spend money, you win trophies. Yeah, but I mean, like I guess we've all. Even we've been in title race two years, two two seasons back to back now. So and we all enjoyed that, but 
obviously we know, we're not we're not Spurs of that's competed for titles before. But when we do compete, you kind of wonder. And we've had two unsuccessful title races. You need you need that fast start to a season where we don't kind of blame that the first team games don't really mean nothing or the points and blah blah blah. When was the last time that we were top of the table? Like, and I feel like. We need our whole squad together and all of our best players together to have a chance of even doing that. So when we lose Walker, for example, and then Trippy's got injured and he's halfway through fitness in the Chelsea game and stuff, why we don't win those kind of games and why we don't have periods at the top of the table like the other teams do, you kind of feel that we do just kind of need to keep our players together. Like yeah. We'll always have a... I reckon our Poch is around. We'll always have a Spurs that we can be proud of and that will compete. Like, for example, when he's coming in for Dembele or Walker-Peters stepping up when both of our right-backs have gone whatever but that trophy that even though we don't fuss about it too much even though we want it you kind of do need that you need our players to stick together what do you think definitely I, you know if I'm totally honest I probably think we might lose Deli Alley next at the end of the season I mm. think it's likely it's possible but it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> worry me that much no like, I think I do think Kane is is the one yeah I think you know history would be very different had potentially for Pochettino if Kane hadn't sort of arrived at the time he did you know that deflected free kick against Villa yeah. and then it's like sliding doors because team there's so much you can do but you do need someone like a goal scorer and we have struggled for a goal scorer like him for so long you know to find someone who can do that job so I just that's the one we have to keep Pochettino and Kane their sort of symbiotic relationship there hopefully they keep each other yeah. sort of at the club together yeah, it does feel like they have that kind of um, father and son kind of, and they've all got. I, I, I'm, I think there's a misconception about footballers that they don't have emotion and that they're just seeking the next big move or the amount of money. That's agents. That's their job. To, and we spoke spoken to agents at Bull Street, and they said, "Yeah, well, all players are looking for moves. Now you're fucking looking for moves <laughs> for your players because you earn money." Some of them are human beings. Some of them do want to see that romantic side of it. Kane will never have to worry about money for the rest no. of his life if he stays at Tottenham. Mm. But what he could look back on, and and you can only earn so much money. So there's a there's this study that says that you get to a certain point of earning. It's like between forty and fifty thousand pounds, where you earn more than that, and your happiness doesn't grow exp- exp- exponentially. Exponentially, um, uh, you know, according to the amount the amount you earn, you hit you reach a ceiling. And your happiness doesn't improve anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kane, within about four months of signing his first pro contract, was at that stage. So if he's the kind of person that actually seeks romance, he seeks legacy, he seeks to actually mean something yeah. to someone, mm-hmm. instead of like Bale, who fucking flips from Southampton to Tottenham to Real Madrid because he's a fucking weak human yeah. being. <laughs> actually, maybe we've got a fucking strong, decent, wholesome yeah. human being in Harry Kane who wants to make his legacy... And it's better, isn't it better than 35,000 people who love you and more beyond the world, a million Spurs fans around the world who love you or 80,000 cunts in the Bernabeu who boo you because you misplace a pass. Mm. Think about what you're doing. It's true. I mean, I can't compare them so closely, but like even when I was uh, stewarding at Spurs, if they offered me £13 an hour instead of 7 50 an hour to be at the Emirates or the Etihad or whatever... Wouldn't take it because I like the kind of thing of walking. You're a Spurs down. fan, yeah. I am a Spurs fan, but isn't Harry Kane a Spurs fan? Yeah, that's it. So he maybe he likes walking in and seeing the this um, the person who makes the food 
or the coaches and blah 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 maybe he doesn't want that to change just like i don't want my supervisor to change or my colleagues to change or anything else to change or the seat where i am the stand that i'm in i mean obviously i don't do work steward at tottenham to win trophies like how he plays football to win you should tottenham to get into the final game of yl yeah <laughs> and I got it. So you got it. There you and go. if, if I was on All fifty pound an hour at Emirates, I would have been that, that yeah, shithole. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? for sure. Uh, we've got another question here. Um, thoughts on uh, with Dan Lorena. Uh If you had, if you had Dele, would have been in the heaven in all that space to our side and bow to theirs. Same result or different? What? So if you if you have Dele if we had Dele and they had Bale, would right. it be the same result? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think the, the, I don't think actually fuck knows actually I have no idea because I wasn't expecting Laurenti and Kane mm. to be as efficient as they were. That was from Will Will Moore's ninety four. Uh, should you move? Should move on? Is that yes, a dead question? I think just leave it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cold. I'm not too like happy about Deli Ali right now. No. So I don't really uh, how are you feeling about Deli Ali? I have the same kind of feeling that everybody else is kind of feeling. Like this some kind of, sort of attitude. Issue. Yeah, there's some sort of thing. Is he kind of? I kind of feel like he's, he feels like he's a bit bigger than us right yeah. now. Like I don't feel like there's that same. Maybe it's just because it was just a goal against Burnley, scruffy box and goal in the penalty box. But like, I want to see the Deli Ali that's like so happy, punching the crowd, running towards the fans and everything. But it seems like there's just something different going on. Yeah. So what? Got a couple of BT Sport ads. I he thinks he's bigger than us now. <laughs> but, so what? What? You don't want to hear what you say to this? While it may not be true, yeah. and all we can do is the, the fact. There's lots of Spurs fans feeling the same. Like he's, what have you, have you risen above? Yeah. Like what's going on there? It's difficult for him not to really come alive. Imagine if this was your life right now. You're 20 years old, moved to London. Before you're 21, you. But it's not hard for someone to go and don't be a dickhead. Don't be. You're behaving like a dickhead. Now I'm not saying he is right, but if if I was in that situation, that was true, and he was he was he was. Acting like above his station, he got the BT ad. You know he's doing all these things, and there'll be agents in his ear saying, you know, there'll be big, big moves for you in the future. But when he doesn't celebrate, someone in that team has got to go up to him and going, "You're acting like a cunt." Mm. But I think actually, like it's indicative that Pochettino has been picking him because the one manager who wouldn't tolerate that sort of stuff is him. Pochettino. Yeah. Pochettino. So that. I agree. Like I think the internet's funny like that because I think we all sort of pick up on each other's feelings about Ali and it all sort of gets magnified because I haven't actually heard him say anything, but you do pick up on things like body language and is he not celebrating goals anymore, all that stuff, and it kind of builds and builds and builds. So maybe it has sort of got overhyped, but I do feel a bit of a disconnect with him at the moment. Yeah, I don't feel so... It definitely has been disconnected. Overhyped, sorry. There definitely has been overhyped. But everyone is feeling yeah, that yeah. level of discontent and, yeah. th- and that disconnect, and and that that th- there must be something in it. Yeah. And if if we're all feeling it, it must be true. But I'm not, I'm not sure how he remedies it other than just having a better, you know, behaviour and mannerisms. And, and that's it. It's just it's just about a better behaviour mm-hmm. because I think what people are getting wrong, like the, the Sunday supplements, like just laid into him a couple of weeks ago saying that like he's not risen his game like other players in the Tottenham side have risen their game I don't really have a problem with his form like if I see him in the team I've not got a problem with that and I've not really had a problem with the way he's playing I'm not really getting onto him and stuff like that because he's played parts and goals and he's, he has scored a couple goals and stuff like he's not really done much worse than he's done last season he did amazing last season so mm. I still have that kind of same belief I've not lost any confidence or like patience with him it's just it's just his just language, his body language on the thing. I don't feel that same connection like it's a guy who's come from 
nothing to being a star at Spurs the same way how like I'm a nothing guy from blah 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 and I made you imagine if I played for Spurs I just don't really feel that anymore but who wouldn't lose that like imagine if you're you're doing TV interviews and radio interviews and media appearances every day where someone's asking you who's your best mate at the club everybody knows it's Eric Dyer do the wave for me everybody's seen the wave a thousand times like that stuff must play on someone's mind unless they're completely prepared for it. And how could you be prepared? For yeah, it? yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's a very real and, and honest response. That's probably that's the most sensible response. Not <laughs> what most fans mean. He's a can. Yeah, yeah, can I fuck him? Just what you were saying about if if if, if there was any element of um, uh, form loss or anything. No, no, not form loss, but like an attitude problem. Then I think Poch would would sort that out by not putting him in the team. Onomer apparently came back from the World Cup in the under under twenties World Cup with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, and Poch doesn't send players that he lights out on loan, mm. and he sent him out there apparently to Villa to, to sort of rein him in a little bit. He didn't like his attitude when he came back. Benton left Bristol kind of the same, wasn't he? Yeah. He had a magnificent season, sort of signed a big and contract. All the ability. Yeah, yeah, no, talented, talented player, and then you know something clearly wasn't right, and that was it. So. Let's hope. Let's hope mm. Ali's rehabilitated. Yeah. Um, just quickly round the table, and then and one one more question I've got for you guys before we finish. Um, James in Suffolk, he says, at what point during the match did you realise, fuck me, we're actually really good? <laughs> I mean, we all thought we were really good going into it, but there, there must have been a moment. I've got one. Go on. It's, it was the Lorente layoff to, to Ericsson. Uh, there was, it, because... It was a kind of it was a, a long it was a direct ball that we turned into a really dangerous trance against probably certainly over the last year or two the best team in, in Europe and I thought we'd fucking arrive even though we didn't score. Mm. You got anything? Well, do, that isn't mine just because we had the Kane chance just before and I was still well not just before it was quite a while before but I was still kind of recovering from it so when Ericsson did go through I was thinking like, please just be this the time and when it yeah. did go when it didn't score I just kind of went back into the pain I was already in with Kane but um, <laughs> I think the there's probably two moments probably two moments one is like when it was very early and like the ball had been pumped up and I thought oh no they're onto us now and we just won the ball back and took it back and kept it and then they didn't get near us for about 30 seconds and I'm thinking like wow I thought we was going to lose it again and they'd be back onto us but we've actually kept it like we're doing it at the burner bar mm. and then probably about I don't know, probably around between 75 and 83 minutes when this is the kind of moment I thought, all right, no, it's like everybody's, everybody gets back, park the bus time, like just save a point, save a point kind of thing. And I'm looking at our back line and they're close enough near on the halfway line and we're still doing it. Like, it just <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah. stopping. The whole thing of us still competing didn't stop until the final whistle. It's that so we still kind of felt like we still could get a, get a goal. And when that ball did fall to Son, close to the, to the area, man, I think he was going to cut in and just bend it in the bottom corner. I thought he'd bend it in the bottom corner. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's why I was like, yeah, we have arrived kind of thing. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is superb. What you got you in? Mine's really innocuous actually and it was like pretty much from kickoff, I think. The ball went back to one of their defenders. It might have been Varane or it might have been the right back. And Kane just ran up to him, bulldozed him off the ball and one possession back within the first 30 seconds of the game. And I was like, we're up for this. And that's Harry Kane. That's what he does in the, to every defender in the Premier League every week. And he's not worried about... And he'll do it are. in the burnabout exactly. as well. Mm. Absolutely. Okay, well, one final question is that if you could only win one trophy this season, would it be the Premier League or the Champions League? I think... I take the Prem just because because one 
No, no, actually, not even one. I, don't, I was going to say because it's the thing we play the most games in, but I think the whole thing about progression and the two kind of unlucky title races we had before and then actually going on and winning it, especially in the season where, again, they predicted that we wouldn't even finish in the top four. That is, you know, it's Pep season or it's Mourinho season or Conte will retain it or Klopp in Liverpool. Like, we've been placed right at the bottom again. If we went and did it again and actually won it, the, the kind of feeling of the whole patience and waiting for the project to pay off would have worked it's almost like now you're going to believe us yeah like now you know that kind of feel even though imagine if we were the champions of Europe like that would be uh, an unbelievable feeling Arsenal have never done it yeah is that what you're going to say you ah uh, yeah true that's very true we'd have that over I was going to say Premier League but then I was thinking that is the one thing we'd have over Arsenal is, is that a bit sad it? though that we're focusing on them exactly. no yeah, no, well, no it not. isn't sad is no, it no it's not because no, every no, every little moment of little Little gooner tears that we yeah. cry down their stupid little fucking mongrel faces. Yeah. It's I shouldn't say mongrel, it's bad, but but you know that you know it's that that would be enough. That it would it would be great winning yeah. it, but yeah. then to rub it in their faces like you may have been great once back then. I remember a time about ten years ago when you were actually significant, but uh, you didn't win the Champions League and we did. It's and and actually that result last night, I thought we are in with a shout here. Real Madrid are the best team. I know they've been struggling. Last year they were they're dominant. I think we've got a chance, haven't we? Have we got a chance to win the Champions League? <laughs> Can how Tottenham many, Hotspur many, win the Champions League this season, lads? How many games is it to the final from now? Oh, fuck. If we qualify from the group. If you go through the group. It goes last 32, 16, last. 8. Oh, I'm thinking you wake up. Is it 16? 16, 16 8. Final, so, final. four. Four games if we Four games right. is nothing. Uh, four fixtures. You can get right. you can get Borussia Dortmund in the quarterfinal. Yeah. We fucking dicked them at Wembley. <laughs> we'll probably it. fucking dick them in that shit old stadium they've got. Steve Finnan and Jimmy Traore both won the Champions League. We can certainly do it. But that's why I kind exactly. of feel like there's a little bit... Well, I just have a little bit of disconnect with the Champions League in itself because like, even though it's something that we've not really... We've never dominated before, I just feel like it's almost like a different kind of football. Like, there's the football that I watch every week and enjoy. And there's this Champions League kind of bravado with the referees giving outrageous calls and stuff like that and, and drama or somebody getting pegged 7-0 on the first leg and then 5-0 on the second. Like, I always feel like there's this kind of separate thing from it. If we won it, it would be absolutely amazing. But I feel kind of like... If we got to the February March and we're top of the league and everybody's talking about who will overtake them, who will overtake them, and we just maintained it for the whole second half of the season and mm. actually won it, and you see all that Sky Sports bullshit, race for the title and everything <laughs> on the screen, and then it's us, white and blue, all over the screen, white and blue, all <laughs> over London because we've done it. I think that would kind of like see, see in a way that, that that might kill Arsenal more. Yeah, I mean, I think it would. The history books would say that Spurs won the Europa. European Cup or the Champions League and, and it's Arsenal another did. thing to add to the banner of like first European trophy first team in North London first team to win over it's another thing we can add on to that like the thing that comes out in the North London derby it's got to be a Champions League innit it's got to be come on lads I take either mate no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're in an, and it's luck. you're lucky mm. And, and unlucky in some degree because we've experienced such fucking turgid shit and, and, and you've come into a situation and I hope and, and you're, you're sensible and intelligent enough never to become any of those scumbags yeah. but there are Arsenal fans out there that, be, that, that, that started following Arsenal when Thierry Henry was signed mm. um, I think you've got it, you've got it in you to, 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 to see past all the bullshit 
But yeah. you are, I think, in for an absolute fucking ride in the most <laughs> earliest elements of properly supporting Spurs. Yeah, that's it. Do you know what I mean? You're very, very lucky. It's and I, I'm lucky to have actually gone for it. We we're both 36. We're the same age. We've gone through all of the Tottenham. We know how bad the 90s were. We know how bad having looking at Poya and Redknapp, an old shit Redknapp. In, and he wasn't that bad. But, and, and, and Sherwood, who fucked us over. Um, Sheringham, who fucked us over. To, to sign for Man United and came back when he's old old and decrepit. Um, you know, Kevin Scott, Kevin Scott, Stuart Nevercott, Clive Wilson, all gave their all but were fucking pants. Mm. And now we've got something very, very special. David Kerslake. I went into the club shop once as a young man and tried to get Dean Austin's name and number on the back. Wow, Dean Austin. What horrendous. But he... Yeah, he was. He was shit. He was shit, but it's what we had then. We were sponsored by Pony. Like you would, do you know? Is, is that even a thing now? Pony, the the, the sports manufacturer. Pony. I'm sure, I've seen it, but I, f- I actually thought it was Pony. So that's no, how you know. No. I, that's how you know. I've not even. I yeah, even no, it's Pony, and, and Pony in, in Cockney rhyming, rhyming slang means shit. <laughs> it uh, was tough. It was tough going to school with that stuff. You got a bunch of Chavich, a Simovich. And all I'm doing here, TN, is, is reeling off shit footballers that we've had. Yeah. Um, Toda. And now we're going to the Bernabeu. I haven't finished. Toda. <laughs> How long you got? We could, so, be we, we could be. And then we're in the Bernabeu and we deserved that. Actually, I think, you know, you could argue we deserved that whole game. Uh, but this has been the Fighting God Podcast. Thank you very much, TN. Yeah, no and uh, thank you so much for, for, for coming along again. It's It's been... Uh, I'm, such a great 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 result Ian. And, and I just I loved the fact that, uh, that for the first time in my life we were on the world stage and we deserved to be there yeah magic fucking <laughs> hell we're going to win the Champions League <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network Sports Social Podcast Network Sports Social Podcast Network Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.